So yeah. like, I feel like for, for example, right now we could just go, Hey, what's up everybody. Here we are. We're going to get started. Like let's that's, that's literally what we just did. Yeah. And I saw go live. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Hey, here we are. We, we've done, you know, morning. Everybody. Here we are. Welcome to frankly, March 10th. You may be listening to this on 11th, 12th, 13th, or probably 13th or 14th. Cause that's when we'll release it. But today is it's Mario day. It's Mario day. You know why it's Mario day? I don't know why it's Mario day, but I've seen this because M A R one zero March tenth smells oh, like Mario. That's brilliant, right? I don't know who came up with that shit, but it's <laughs> way too much time on their fucking hands. It, it's been around for a while now. Nintendo has totally like embraced it. I don't know if Nintendo's the one that even like suggested it. Probably, no, probably not because they're not they're not like that. But I'm sure that they were like, no, this is brilliant. This is a time of year where we could sell more merch. Let's just run with it. Mario day. Mario That's Day, so like how all of a sudden May the Fourth and the end of the fifth, yeah. like, like <laughs> Star like, Wars days. Yeah, and like I hate that shit, but whatever. I love it. Are you kidding me? I love I'm it. it. No, I'm into it. And you know what? I'm I'm a hypocrite because tomorrow's three eleven day, and I'm there. You go. Uh-huh. I'm wear a three eleven shirt. I'm gonna play three eleven in my classroom all day. So in the past, I've made holiday calendars for myself, where like I didn't do like Easter and Halloween. Like I made up holidays for myself, things that were important to me. Whether it was like some sort of like sentimental thing or, or a geeky thing, like the release of the, and like I think that's a thing. Like uh, like like May the Fourth be with you. Or uh, and I like them. They're clever and fun. I have my own personal holidays. March nineteenth is a holiday for me. And why is that? Um, that is the anniversary of the day that I got off the couch I was living on. There you go. I was so living on- okay, keep on going. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was living on a couch for one year, three months, and 19 days. That's okay. how long it took me to get off of the goddamn couch. So now every year when it swings around, I fucking have a little bit of an acknowledgement. I pour one out for my homies. That's nice. My similar thing to that is something that I branded on my arm here. I don't know if you can see it through camera. Probably not, not really. Yeah, but it's right, it's right underneath my, my black tattoo. angle too. Yeah, exactly. That was a terrible. But people ask me about it in person, and it's August twenty third, eight twenty three, and it's it's uh, the night before I had like, and this is a very forward story to tell on a podcast, but whatever. I had ate a Xanax, two Xanaxes with some friends, and like drank a bunch, and 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 uh, it was like nineteen years. I was like nineteen years old, twenty years old, and uh, and I'm, I I woke up passed out on my desk in my in my room in my mom's house with like you know shit all strewn about on the floor and my 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 chameleon was dead my pet chameleon was dead in his cage totally irrelevant of anything that i had done the night before he was just dead on his own and i had been fucked up and i found mm-hmm. him dead and i like those things combined i was like i was so fucked up less you're just dead. But like, I was like, I am in a real bad place in my life. <laughs> and it was like, it was like a reminder, A, of the day I found my pet dead, and then B, to like clean my shit up. And so similar to you getting off the couch, I was like, I can't be living this grimy ass life. I gotta yeah, like. <laughs> that's fair. And you know what? You very nearly could have died because Xanax and drinking, that does it. Especially yeah. if you woke up in a state like that. Yeah. Like, Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, just here, Frankie. Say that again? Yeah, I'm glad I'm still here. No, if that's the closest I came to dying, that's a fucking miracle because I've let's not go yeah. that. <laughs> I've said, I think everybody who knows you knows. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, so Mario Mario Day is uh so my coworkers are the one that brought it up. I, I like I punched into work this morning, jump into Slack, and a bunch of my coworkers are saying, Happy Mario Day, what are you gonna do? We're gonna play Nintendo s- sharing memes and gifts and stuff. I thought that was real cool. I work with a bunch of geeky people, and so that's, that's fun. <laughs> but then my friend Kim 
mentions that it's the 25th anniversary of the release of the first episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Do you like Buffy? I love that show. Bro, I, I love that show. I've watched that show front to back at least three times. <laughs> Tell me, yo, same. Uh, and so Kim is obsessed with it. She's watched it consistently through since forever, over and over. And she I think that's it. one of the few shows that like stuck the ending too. I don't know if I watched the last season. I got to be honest with you. It, it, well, moved you know, it, it fell off a little bit because it went from the WB to UPN. Yeah. And, and she had like the sister show up now. Yeah, like, It got weird for like two, yeah. but the last two seasons, they must have known in advance that this was it because they really ramped it up and the storytelling just got so like the stakes became so high. Yeah. And, like it got so dire and just like the transition and the transformation that Buffy went through. I just like, you know, you see shows shit the bed all the time in that last season. Like lost. So, <laughs> like so many, like Sopranos, like, fucking game of thrones like fucking all of that shit i remember the emotional attachment there's definitely i definitely watched those last seasons because i remember the whole thing on upn and the mom and the new sister and blah, blah but but i didn't re-watch them and so they're not as like i re-watched those first three or four seasons so many times that like i could mm -hmm. like fucking name every character and all that shit but towards right. the end i don't i don't remember it so whatever yeah. whatever that like emotional crazy storyline they went on to end it i'll have to rewatch something <laughs> yeah i mean honestly it's so like yeah but it's like seven seasons so like i think maybe four and five are the ones where it gets a little dodgy yeah and six and seven pick back up and it just ends strong you know it, it just ends strong and it ends with buffy being so in fucking charge of her shit as opposed to like every other season where she's kind of struggling and figuring stuff out and overwhelmed by all the things she has to juggle. And it's not fair that on the, like, all, no. being uh, like uh, hypnotized by a, a vampire angel, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, just like the way that she is not like, you know, she's struggling to balance it all and she's struggling to keep it all together and spin all the plates. But then for like the last two seasons, she's like a fucking Samuel L. Jackson character, just like bad to the bone and totally in charge of it. And you know what? I feel like that's how a lot of people remember her for whatever reason. Like, I don't think people remember the fact that she was kind of like, like awkward and, and, and learning in the first few seasons. You think of her as being a badass. Yeah. Well, that's, they, she ends that way. Yeah. And she ends Queen Shit of Fuck Mountain. Uh, um, I, I'm I'm excited. I I, re, I started rewatching the first episode today. I didn't get too deep into it. Just is so it on Netflix? Where is it? Where is it living? It's on Hulu now. Uh, I I just downloaded it. E right uh, you know, uh, in a in a I just got it. <laughs> oh, but you, you can get it on Hulu. Um. So yeah, yeah. Two, two things. It was like it was like a like Mario and Buffy. It was a very you know. I'm a like big pop culture person. Like I love comics and movies and horror, like all this stuff. But like you have these days that like, you know, you get into work, you get into life, but then you have these days that bring you back into pop culture. You're like Mario and Buffy in the same day. I was, I, like, oh. I was like, I don't want to pay attention to nothing else. I just want to fucking like, you know, get into like games and fucking TV yeah, shows. I and saw, like, I saw you cracked into the, the Leguizamo Bob Hoskins. I, I started both today. I started the movie and I started the Mario movie and I started the Buffy episode. But I'm doing it while I'm working, and then I get distracted by work, and so I had to pause both, and I didn't get to finish Back either. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, 
that Mario, you know, I'm surprised that in 25 years or however long they haven't rebooted and made a successful Mario movie. You know, they're in the process of doing it, right? Uh, uh, Illuminati, stu- Illu- not Illuminati, Illumination Studios, the people who oh, make right. the, the Despicable Me movies. Really? Are making a, a, a CGI Mario movie and Chris Pratt is voicing Mario, I think. Like, and like, oh, uh, they announced some real big names for the voices. Like, uh, that's cool i kind of wish that they were doing like a live action gig but maybe computers is better yeah no I, i'm excited because i feel like they could really make it feel like we're in one of those 3d yeah. games it's gonna feel like, like we're in mario odyssey or super mario 3d world or whatever but like in a movie like they did yeah. you know, like, i'm into it i'm psyched crazy shit with that and you know what like maybe that'll fare better because like real life video game movies don't always work out so well yeah um, Resident not, Evil was okay. So, yeah, the first was like, seven. Some, some of the horror ones are good. It's easy to do a horror video game. Yeah, because that's awesome. very genre steeped. But when you get like even like the Mortal Kombat movies, even the most recent oh, one, which right. was the good, recent one was good. Yeah, the recent one was good, but like it was still very flawed. It was just like the bar was so low that they had an easy time clearing it. Yeah, well, I agree with that. Um, Silent Hill, freaking the Sonic movie was actually decent after Sonic they came back. Was surprisingly good. It was surprisingly good, yeah. And they came back and they like removed the weird teeth CGI thing that they had. Yeah, yeah they fixed it. I was happy to see that they stopped making it. Try to they like they tried to make it look like a human. Yeah, which was terrible. Hedgehog. Like, that's dumb. There's a design already in place that everybody knows. Why the fuck would you even? But then, then they did. So. That's like the one instance I can think of where the internet, like overreacting to a thing, had a positive net result. Usually, it's not that way. Yeah, right. Usually, it's uh, it's just uh, crying and whining. Yeah. Um. Uh, what was I about to say about that though? Uh, I, I lost my track. There it goes. <laughs> yeah, Sonic was a good one. What other what other uh, video game movies are there? Think of thinking of some that are good or bad. Uh the you know they're so forgettable that i can't even like pull them pull them out but your eyes just lit up what do you got well no i just imagined a donkey kong movie like somehow that just popped in my head and like now like if this mario movie does well they're gonna like that'll be terrific they're gonna dive deep i think i think in a donkey kong movie and here's a cool thing imagine this so so they're gonna they're doing a spider-man into the spider-verse sequel and they're doing it in different animation styles each time i can't i can't wait for that the first enter the spider-verse movie was like a special thing for me that inspired me to create all kinds of art that was to me up and that might still be the most perfect spider-man movie that's ever been made i really liked the the most recent was it no way home i really really liked it but spider-verse might still edge it out for me like the movie's amazing i can't wait for the sequel yeah can you hear me right now yeah, but you're not moving. You're frozen. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say my computer's frozen, but you can hear me. All right, so that works. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is my favorite. And so they announced that once they go into the different universes, like they go to uh, Gwen's universe or wherever else, they're going to do it in different animation styles. And I think that would be super cool to... to uh, what was the movie we were just talking about a second ago? Donkey Kong, you were oh, yeah. to, do, to do with Mario type movies to do with Nintendo. Right, yeah. like, so, like, you have a Mario style one, and then suddenly you release another movie that's Donkey Kong style, another one that's Zelda style, but then you combine them into a fucking universe where they're like Mario verse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nintendo verse. Yo, I think The Legend of Zelda would make a fantastic movie. 
fuck yeah. It would be so epic. It would be so <laughs> epic. Um, yeah, I just remember that they made a double dragon movie back in the day that was pretty shitty. Had Scott Wolf and the dude who went on to be the the Iron Chef host, who was just in the John Wick three movie. That's and the only John Wick movie I haven't seen yet. I've seen the oh, first two. John Wick three is pretty pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, I, I, I was excited about it, but for whatever reason, I just didn't see it. So I'm gonna have to watch all three of them soon. Yeah, I think that's the move. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. For sure. Did you see the Matrix? Did you see the new Matrix movie? What I saw the new Matrix movie. I have negative overall opinions of the new Matrix movie. But then, so I watched YouTube video essayists about that, like breakdown movies and like, you know, really like get into it. And I started watching it because I'm a film nut and also because I'm really interested in it. But the way they break down these movies is helping me understand you're calling me. You lost me. That's interesting. <laughs> so, so we're still alive. Yeah, we never stopped. Apparently. <laughs> So you just been you just been playing guitar for the audience? Yeah, yes. <laughs> my computer. I just I just jumped onto my laptop because my Mac is still my Mac is still just fucking it's in La La Land. Screen. Yeah, <laughs> my other Mac, I should say. So we'll just edit that whole gap out, probably, right? No, fuck no. That's that's entertainment. That's <laughs> goddamn fucking. No, of course, of course I've been I've been I've been editing the episodes. I don't know if you've noticed. I don't even even on YouTube. I haven't released any of these. Fully, I, I download it, I edit out shit, and then I re-upload it to YouTube. Right. Because I'm I'm editing out just like little snippets here and there. Little, stupid. Yeah, it's very little. Like like I've yeah. literally I've removed like a minute of, of an hour and a half episode just because it's like maybe we hemmed it hard for a second or we said something dumb or right. But it's been very streamlining. The it's last streamlining. episode, I didn't. I don't think I removed almost anything. I don't think the last good, we did really feedback about that one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah I, I felt like uh, we and we both were very happy with that one. But yeah, I don't think I don't think I edited anything out of it. So, yeah. Um, so to backtrack, yeah, I watch film at I watch YouTube Bessies to like break down videos, and mostly I'm trying to learn about how to tell stories because I want to like write stories and shit. But there's this one dude, movies with Mikey, and he mm -hmm. really goes deep on a lot of stuff. And he kind of did one. He did one on the Matrix like two days ago, nice. where there's a line in the new one. Did you see the new one? 
Yes, I did. Yeah. So when he's going, when he's when he's like pitching Neo on the new game, and he's like, apparently Warner Brothers is just going to do it with or without us. Yeah. Apparently that's what actually happened. To, to the Wachowskis like, or whatever they were going to do it yeah. with or without the Wachowskis. Yeah, yeah. And without everybody, with or without everybody. Oh, Neo. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, everyone. <laughs> So I guess that this was also the move to effectively kill the franchise. Like, all right, we're making one. Okay. So I like it better now, but I still don't like it. It was I just liked the first half hour. I got into it for a little bit and I was like, this is going to be good. And then it just fell apart. Yeah. You know what? Certain things pissed me off in ways I couldn't recover from. Mm-hmm. Like the first and biggest thing was how they didn't bring Wu Peng back. And so all the fight sequences, they had fucking John Wick. Like Keanu Reeves is the guy. His whole like second coming of his career is based on that. He does all his stunts and they're amazing. And they did fast cut bullshit Hollywood fight scenes with him. I didn't like that all of a sudden Trinity's the one too. Like, cause that there's only one, one. (laughs) <laughs> now it's the two <laughs> one and why the two and like what and that like somehow she was seemingly overpowering neo like out of nowhere like what all of a sudden she he can't fly but she can't no i call mm. bullshit on that and also i didn't like the way that they were just like we're gonna go so hard in the paint with nostalgia that we're literally gonna play lots of video clips from the first movie mm-hmm. in this movie <laughs> Like, no, like the Force Awakened pissed me off in a similar way. It's like, you're just, it's the same. It's not, you know, so there were moments where I was like, okay, maybe this is, no, no, it's not. Yeah. No. I hear that. I hear that. I wasn't a fan. I don't have as many like uh, deep thoughts about why I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. (laughs) When I don't, here's the thing is when I don't like things, I almost can't, it's like, I don't like, I don't even think about it enough to realize why i don't like it i'm like ah, oh, i just i zone out and i'm like at the end i'm like well that sucked and i, like, I can't explain why because i just didn't care to even care enough like you know what? that makes any sense like yeah it makes total sense i i when i don't like a thing it doesn't always go that way but when i don't like a thing that i had been looking forward to and want to like that calls my attention to it more because i really hyper focus in on it to try and find positive things that I can grab a hold of. That makes sense. Like I want (laughs) to like this so bad. Let me just, there's gotta be something here. Like, let me just like fucking zero in and be like, all right, you know what? Yeah. It kind of sucked, but at least there was that thing or like a message or so like, because I'm like looking that deep in it, uh, like, you know, I fucking, I, I get the sentiment because like as far as like for the matrix, like I was excited just for like nostalgic reasons to see it, but I'm not like a huge fan of the matrix. I like, I am, like a lot and each one like kind of incrementally less. Yeah. I hated the second and third, um, but I am a huge fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the new movie that just came out on Netflix. I watched twice in one day cause I hated it so bad. I, I finished that movie and I started chatting with people that I know online on Twitter and Discord. Telling them, they're like, no, it's good because of this and that. The other thing. I was like, all right, I'll watch it again. I watched it a second time, hated it even more. I was like, and, and like, because I kept on picking apart the reasons that I hated it. I was like, well, they, they treated the Sally Hardesty character terrible. And, and where is the rest of his family? And, and why the fuck did he disappear for 50 years? And these characters, they're fucking, you know, they're, they're, their motivation doesn't make any sense. Like, and, you know, whatever the fucking reasons were. And like, 
Yeah, I got real angry. <laughs> yeah, so this is a this is a good way place place to segue, because um, I saw the new Batman movie. That was a horrible segue, though. It's a good place, but it wasn't a good segue. All right, well, because it was like because like because I was like because I saw the new Bat. It was just so simple. You could. <laughs> well, dude, we're talking about picking apart movies, and you know, yeah, but we could, we, we could that could have been so much more. You could have been like. I don't know. I can't even. Th- but <laughs> I'll just mess with you. But you, you critical bitch. <laughs> we're, 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 I am. Um, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I, I, so what do you think? Well, I mean, so first question for you is: Do you want me to keep this very vague, or do you want? I don't me give to- a fuck. Okay. So I don't. But spoiler think- warning for the vo- viewers. Yeah, spoiler warnings for the viewers. If you yeah. don't want to hear about this Batman movie in detail probably look away but i'm gonna get i'm gonna get deep i gotta be honest i've been chewing on it for a couple of days now i don't think i liked it okay you know what i think that i liked aspects of it but um i think batman was the weakest part of the fucking batman movie <laughs> that's a problem <laughs> it, for, for me it's definitely a problem um, and especially it's sad because we definitely got the most Batman in this movie. Like he was Bruce Wayne for like little bits, uh-huh. little bits here and there. But this whole movie took place at night with him as Batman, basically. And so here's a thing that's a trend in comic book movies in general that I hate where these filmmakers seem to think that the only interesting stories are the ones where the superhero either loses their powers or hasn't quite figured it out yet. And so they're still new at it and not that great. I don't know why they can't just make a movie where they're like fucking 10 years in and slaying at their fucking shit. So this Batman was clunky and not really great at his fucking job. And like the ninja skills weren't there even a little bit. Um, they, they all of a sudden Alfred's like, I taught you how to fight, but I didn't know how to be a dad. So he, <laughs> okay. he went from being fucking this elite disappear, reappear ninja to just like running around. He spent, he spent so much time in direct contact with all of Gotham PD. Mm-hmm. Like he was in the room with an entire task force repeatedly. There was for what reason? Because he was just like a dude there. And like he, <laughs> he, he didn't like stealthily appear and he didn't like randomly fucking vanish and take a powder. Like he was just there with them, talking mm-hmm. to them, interacting with them. The cops would look at Gordon and be like, should he fucking be here right now? <laughs> and, and Gordon was like, it's fine, whatever. You know, and I thought that was fucking weird. He When he fought people, he didn't have his Batman elite fighting skills. You saw him fuck up on the job a couple times. Like, I don't want to see that. I'm fucking tired of year one Batman shit. I'm tired of Batman at the beginning. Christian Bale did that, and it was awesome. We all know the story. Like, we, Yeah. And, and so, Michael, and so, Keaton, Michael Keaton was early Batman, too, because Gotham didn't know he was the Bat yet. It was still, I heard he exists. I don't know. You know? Like, so they keep... Like, I just want, like, and that was what I was most excited about the Ben Affleck Batman for was that that was going to be Batman on the job. You know, yeah. Batman who knew what the fuck was up. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't love that, you know, and just all of that 
made it like fucking hard for me. Penguin was cool. I really liked him. They made him like a real like fucking guinea penguin. Uh the the way they handled the Riddler was pretty fucking cool. Even How many, Catwoman, How many oh so oh my gosh. I, I don't I, I've never watched a trailer. I've never read Penguin, penguin Riddler and Catwoman. I don't know anything. Like I'm so it's not that I'm against DC movies. It's that I just literally don't give a fuck. And so I don't, don't know, know. I don't understand how they have such dope characters and they don't know what the fuck to do with them. Yeah, that is sad. That's super like, sad. Sorry, you got Batman and you got Superman. Could we lay you up anything any easier? And they put together the Justice. And I mean, we're talking years and years ago. We're sitting here like old men talking about a Justice League movie now at this point. But like they 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 got some of the most like uh recognizable characters in the entire world together for a movie and they could barely break a billion dollars like it was like 700 million dollar uh 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 box office or whatever because it sucked like <laughs> they don't well, and also they they saw what marvel did in the course of 10 years and they tried to do it in two in movies a year. Yeah, yeah exactly we're like oh fuck that avengers movie came out and it was really awesome we should just get right to that and mm -hmm. someone was probably like, they spent like five years laying groundwork and every one of those heroes got their own movie and the rest of the, the suits were like, shut the fuck up, Harvey. All well, heroes are more popular. People, That was the argument. People, yeah. That was literally the argument, I'm sure. People, the world didn't know who Captain America and Iron Man were. Sure, we did, but the world did not know who Iron Man was until yeah. these movies came out. But the world knew who Batman was. So some Warner Brothers executive said, no, we don't have to build up the lore like Marvel did. They had to because no one knew their characters. We're good. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. for Batman and Superman, sure. But the Flash, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman, who all got solo flicks anyway. I'd argue, I'd argue all three of those people you just named are more popular than Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America 10 years ago. Everyone knew who the Flash was. The Flash is one of the most popular characters in the entire world. Aquaman Maybe. is a joke. Even Aquaman is mo just because of the old, like, super friends cartoon like oh my god there's that frank caliendo bit that i still have in my head where he's doing the super friends voice mm -hmm. and he's like meanwhile at the hall of justice <laughs> exactly he's making a sandwich because he can't do shit and, and same with wonder woman wonder woman is a worldwide icon since the 70s captain america right. was not fair enough like, like still, they they didn't lay the groundwork to build their universe you know, like you, it's still stories in a movie. It's still a tangible thing, right? And they just fucking quit. Just shove everything in this fucking bag. Well, what Ten they didn't, minutes. what they didn't realize was that they, what they didn't put together was that it wasn't the characters that we were attached to at this point. It was the actor portraying that character and the emotional journey we followed that specific actor on through a few movies. Like yeah. that's a very important thing now. Like, like, and, and they didn't grasp onto the whole emotional attachment we have to a Michael Keaton or a Christian Bale. They're like, we'll just put, put Ben fucking Affleck as Batman. Like, no, they would have been better off if they just rehired Christian Bale or something and brought him back in. We would have been like, oh, we loved those movies. And at <laughs> least that would have given us some kind of connective tissue. Yeah. <laughs> some kind of something that is tying everything together a little bit. You know, and they're just going off in a thousand different directions now. They got that weird random ass Joker movie that ain't have shit to do with anything. And how are we how are you gonna feel connected? You feel connected to the character in a slight way, and they're gonna have some burst one-off movies that explode, but like you don't feel connected to the movie, like the 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 long the longevity of the story. 
Yeah. Like you would, like in, with a comic. They're still, they're still making solo flicks. They're not making a connected universe. Mm-hmm. And this Batman movie, like, doesn't fit into any of that shit. And also, you know, just meh. Like, that's – and, like, I can't remember. I, like, have had to rack my brains to come up with details. About the Batman movie? About the movie I saw three days ago. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what's your favorite Batman movie then of all of the Batman movies? Shit, man. I mean, I feel like the Dark Knight is the easy, obvious answer. Mm-hmm. But I also really fucking like Batman Returns. Um, I'm a big fan of the Adam West and Burt Ward Batman movie where they fight off a shark off a helicopter. Yes, with the bat repellent. The shark bat repellent. Bat shark repellent. Shark uh, and, and then and, fun too. And I'm an unapologetic fan of Batman Forever. Uh, I like Batman Forever. I think Jim Carrey was phenomenal in that movie. Honestly. And so was so was Arnold Schwarzenegger, and so was Uma Thurman. That was uh, the next oh, one. Batman, Batman and Robin. And Batman and Robin. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Right. My bad. Uh, Batman Forever. Yeah, yeah. So Jim Carrey. Who was the who was Jim the Carrey? Tommy Lee Jones. That was the Val Kilmer one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm an unapologetic fan of Batman and Robin, <laughs> and and fucking Batman Forever. I love Batman Forever, but don't fucking. That was considered the worst one. You had the bat nipples. The bat nipples. Had- I never cared about the bat nipples. I was like, that's it literally, a big it literally ended the franchise for the most part. Because then after that, it was like five, ten years until the Christian Bale movies. Yeah, well, I mean, that one was so fucking campy and silly, though. Yeah, I seen him. I, no, and and so I'm not really a big fan of it. I'm kind of just joking around and being like, I mean, a, you could be a big fan of it. I like it for certain things, and you can exactly, love it for exactly. a lot of reasons. It wouldn't be my favorite movie. of the Batman movies. I'm joking and being like a whatever like a, uh, but here's the thing i found interesting i found a what you're just being like a contrarian yeah contrarian was the word i was looking for yeah um i found i've seen a meme recently that was like uh and it had a picture of uh mr freeze and 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 poison ivy from batman and robin and it was right. like one of them wanted to end global warming and the other one wanted to bring plants back and they were fighting against a trust fund baby and we supported the trust fund baby. Like <laughs> what, what was wrong with them? <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I think it was the killing everybody on the planet to do oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. No. I mean, you know, I like, <laughs> their intentions were good. Yeah. Their intentions were great. <laughs> they, they were very well intentioned. They just, you know, they were going to do genocide to get their, their goals achieved. Yeah. I, I guess I didn't think about that. It's not, it's not preferable. That, that's why you shouldn't like base your politics on memes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw, oh. I saw one today that really brought joy to my life. It was that Captain America in the elevator scene that they keep doing now. Have you yeah. seen that one? And it was uh, Captain America was like, I still know where you can get gas for $1.39. Uh-huh. And then still I was like, where? And then Cap goes, Taco Bell. And <laughs> <laughs> it just made me smile. Uh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, so then what is your favorite Batman movie? Actually, is it actually Batman? Realistically? No, no, no. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I couldn't really. Uh, I mean, Batman, I would probably realistically, it is probably Batman forever. Like that would be like my most like nostalgic, like, like uh, brings me back childhood. Like I loved Riddler at the time. Like it was, like the first movie I saw in Sable Theater. Yeah. Oh, the first movie I ever seen in Sable Theater was the original 1989 Batman movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because yeah. my grandma lived in an apartment right across the street from Sable Theater in the 80s. 
and right. we went to visit it. And I have very distinct memories of 1989 being five years old. There was a table set up right near the stairs that bring you up into the main theater. And they were selling right. Batman merchandise. I got like a, a, a doll and a pin. And like, nice. I had nightmares forever about that movie, bro. Scary. <laughs> that movie legit. Like Jack Nicholson's Joker got like forgotten when Heath Ledger came on the scene. But I like his better in a lot of ways. And, and like, like I guess my mom at the time didn't like. She's like, "Oh, I'll bring my five-year-old and my four-year-old, you know, my brother Scott to see Batman." Like thinking it was gonna be, you know, like '60s Batman, and oh, instead nice. it was like Batusi. fucking terrifying. And then she wouldn't let. And then, and then I was scared to see Batman Returns at first because I was like, "No." Penguin <laughs> <laughs> was scary too. Yeah, yeah, but then I, I remember seeing it at a at a friend's house, and I was and I was. It was. I was like, it is still scary, but I was a little older, so I got yeah, through. It could be worse. My nose could be gushing blood, and then he just bites that dude in the face. Yeah, right. Like, um, it's gnarly. It, it really is. Freaking. I went and then watching it as an adult and catching all the really skeezy sexual innuendo that he was making it. Everybody and their mother. Because like when I'm when I'm eight, I don't realize all the things that he's saying to Catwoman are basically him just trying to like lay pipe uh, or every other female character in the movie, or like when he's putting the button on and he's like totally copping a feel. Like I didn't connect those dots when I was eight. Yeah, but right. When I'm watching it as a doll, I'm like, oh, penguin's real creepy. Hmm. I guess it makes sense if you lived in your sewer the whole life, but you were still like a man. And so you never had access to a woman. And then all of a sudden you were just like, oh my God, they're everywhere now. Every urge that's been driving me crazy, but still creepy as shit to like see happen. It's like, damn, dude. I'm going to have to rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, so I went to a, a pop-up in, in, in Austin a few years back uh, during South by Southwest where they had all the Batmobiles set up. Nice. And so I got to sit and like chill with each one of the Batmobiles from uh, nice. from each one of the movies. I was trying to look at my Instagram to try and find my actual pictures, but I was sitting there scrolling forever. So I just looked it up um, on Google. But uh, yeah, this was it. They had a giant fucking statue there. And I went, I like walked up to like a back area where like a boot, like a booth was set up with like just two guys sitting in like what seemed like a, like a, like the backstage. I was like, Hey, what, who are you guys? Like, oh, we built this. We're just like the crew. And we get to and, and, and I'm like, can I come chill back there? And they're like, uh, tell us your best Batman story. And I was like, shitty drunk. Like, and I was like, I can't think of any fucking good Batman stories right now. And they're like, well, then you can't come chill. <laughs> and I was like, and I felt so dumb. And I walked off and I, I I thought about the fact that I had seen the first Batman movie. It was the first. And I was like, I should have told them about like seeing the first Batman movie. It was the first movie I ever saw. That's a pretty good Batman story. Maybe they would have let me chill. <laughs> I probably would have got you in. I think that I think that their bar wasn't super high. They wouldn't have been high. I was just a fucking idiot. Yeah, I, I think that literally if you told them any Batman story at all. I could have told them anything, but I was so drunk. I was like, I don't fucking have any Batman stories. <laughs> I'm like surrounded by all the Batmobiles. I'm like partying with Batman fiends. And I couldn't think of a single. I've read Batman comics my whole life. I've seen every Batman movie. I could tell you, I could tell you about how me and fucking Tanya went and tried to see 
the, the, the Christian Bale Batman movie three times at Sable Theater, but it was sold out every single fucking time. Yeah. Like, the fuck off. You know, like, and like, I can tell you so many stories about Batman, but I couldn't think of one single story to tell them. I felt like a fucking idiot. You, you bricked under pressure. I've been there. Yeah. Been there, man. It happens. All of a sudden, you're like on the spot. You're like, I, like, I don't even doing. know who Batman is. <laughs> I have a thousand stories. I know I do. Why can't I recall a single one? A single fucking one. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's too not, good. That's, that's not how you want that to play out. But now you have a now the next time you can tell those guys this story about how you totally froze. <laughs> about how I froze and did a podcast about them. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh so have you ever read you ever gotten into the comics at all? Like you I know, know we talked about this a little bit off the air, but like so I was a pretty strict Marvel guy for most of my life. Yeah. Um and honestly, you know, I was very dedicated to Spider-Man and Wolverine and the X-Men. Like, okay. those were my guys. But I, if I saw a cool-looking cover, I would pick up a Bat book. Mm -hmm. So I have, you know, maybe like 50 of okay. them. But I, I don't, like, have consecutive – like, they're spread out through, like, randomness. Yeah, randomness. So, like, I, you know, I like them. I read them when I'm into them, but I, I never, like – the bat bug never bit me. Yeah. I uh, it did. So I was always X Men, Spider Man. That's how I started reading comics. Uh, I got into Marvel. My very first comic was Marvel vs DC number one, or it's actually DC vs Marvel number one. Really, um, those were your first? Yeah, it was nineteen ninety four. It was yeah, like I, I, mean, I was I was that ten was, years old. Like that I mean, was again. That was some of the those books were some of my first interactions with Bob at fucking Amazing Comics. Amazing Comics. Bob is a very yeah. So uh, he he's my childhood, bro. I like went there every like day, every Wednesday from the time I was ten to the time I was twenty. And I became very good friends with him. It's weird for me to be good friends with a like a, a grown ass man as a child, but like, but there was nothing weird about it. <laughs> no, man, we got into it hard with those things over who would win Lobo or Wolverine, uh -huh. and I got so mad at him because he was like not Lobo, and I was like fuck that, you know. And then like when I, I bought the second issue where they fought, and I took two steps outside the door, I like read the whole thing on his doorstep. Then I opened the door, stuck my head back in like an obnoxious snot-nosed little punk kid and went, Wolverine won. And I walked out. I, I did Walk away. So I got my first comic at Bailey's Comics in Lindenhurst. I got DC vs. Marvel. I know Bailey's Comics in Lindenhurst. I used to go, to, I used to live in Copeg. So Bailey's go. is where I went. That's a, that's that's my first comic store. But then I, I moved from Lindenhurst to Sable and I, and I had only lived in Lindenhurst. For three for like six months. Oh, okay. Uh, I lived in Copenhagen till I was twelve. I, li I lived in I grew up in Bayport until I was ten. Then I moved to Lindenhurst for like six months. No, uh, ten, eleven, whatever it was. And then I moved to Sable when I was like twelve. I was only in Lindenhurst for a very short span between Wait, Bayport and Sable. Yeah, you know? were there long enough. Yeah, in six months. I went to middle school there for a little bit. Like I was in school. But uh, why are we talking about that? What the fuck was I just saying? Oh, that's my first comic store. And then I came to Sable, and I and and so. Uh, I was into the X-Men, I was into Spider-Man, but Batman did a thing in the 90s called Cataclysm. It was a, it was a, a tie-in where an earthquake hit Gotham and all of the Bat books got like Robin, Nightwing, uh, Batman, uh, Azrael. All these books started tying into each other because the, the earthquake the affected event. them all. The event. And so you had to read them all. And so I got really deep into it for that storyline for like maybe two years. Uh, and and then the next time I got into Batman was uh, uh, Court of Owls. I did a little bit of the 
uh, of the Damien where he got a son. Uh, right, yeah. Where he got his son, I Damien. He's got his son, Talia. Yeah, and Talia. So I did that whole run. Um, I've read a lot of Batman, actually. I did I did most of the New 52 run. Um, I did... Yeah, so I did a lot in the 90s. I did a, a lot, like in the mid 2015s and then I, I started buying real comics again i was reading digital comics and that's nice and easy i was just downloading them for free yeah. but then i started buying real comics and i had to make a decision in 2017 i had to either go marvel or dc because it was too expensive and I, I bought a couple of the batman rebirth books the superman rebirth you know flash rebirth and then i started buying x-men and spider-man again and i'm and i made the hard decision after just two issues of batman rebirth to just go marvel I was like, it's going to be way too much money because I'm going to like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to go all in like I did in the past. I need, I don't want to read sporadic issues. I don't want to read an issue here, an issue there. If I'm going to get into it, I'm going to buy every, every fucking Spider-Man book, every stories. (laughs) Yeah. So, so I made the hard choice and I haven't read any DC books in like six years. I fell off hard when they killed Wolverine and I. That was like 2013. Yeah, it was a while ago. I felt I just fell off, and I, there was a time where, especially because the uh, Sunvent Mall mm-hmm. had a comic book store for a good couple of years, and so I would frequent there a lot because it was right. You know, I lived off Broadway, so it was just right there, mm-hmm. and I would go drop like fifty bucks a week and just grab all the books, and like that's when I got deep in on Moon Knight. That's when I like the Civil War and all those like you know huge crossover events, and I would start grabbing all the tie-ins to all the random obscure ass shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I was slowly, I still am, I suppose, slowly I'm trying to collect all the printed history of Wolverine. Nice. I, I just recently picked up the, the, the 1980 miniseries one through four, you know, the very famous covers, the orange cover where he's doing the, and then the black cover. I'll go, I'll go grab them. Even. But, uh, and then I picked up one through 20 of the first ongoing series. Uh for real fucking dirt cheap i found like a fucking someone who who just like named their auction wrong and i got them for 75 dollars what number eight number eight is worth a hundred dollars what are they which ones uh i'll go grab them one sec you're you're Uh, using you're saying they and those but i don't know like wolverine wolverine one through 20 nice yeah and and then wolf the the mini series wolverine one through four that was the first one the claremont Uh, by by, no by frank uh oh the frank was in japan yeah yeah, I have that in like a graphic novel. Nice. And then and I think Claremont might have written the first. Yeah, Chris Claremont started writing the first ongoing series. And I have one through 20 of that I just got recently. I have them. Um, I know that I could like look on the internet and find them right away, but I don't. Yeah. I go to comic book stores and I thumb through the baskets and I look for them that way. And if I don't find them, I don't find them. And like, I love it. And now because I've traveled all over the country, wherever I am, I go find a comic book store and I go digging through their fucking long boxes and I see what I can find. And I know in my head which ones I need for the long time. The one I was looking for and I never found was Wolverine 145. And I finally found it in Seminole Heights, which is some like fucking hipster burnt out part of Florida. And like I was just like the comic book store is not what I was looking for. It was parked next to a record store. And the record store was what got me there. And so I walked in and I found it. And I knew I was going to find something because it had that smell. Did it you never own it? Did you never own this copy book or this comic before? No, but now I have it. Uh, one sec. I'm about to stop, share. I was collecting uh, 
around the time this comic came out. So I owned it at some point, but I sold it when uh, when I sold all my comics. But that yeah, is a sick cover. Yeah. Is that for my Instagram? Is that my hand? No, this, no it's just, I just looked it up on Google. Oh, word, because I fucking definitely took that picture when I found it. Uh, that's I, like, I found it because uh, it's been years, man. Right. Uh, the one before that was 90. 90 was the one I couldn't find for a while. That's, that's the one with the insane epic uh, saber tooth battle where he lobotomizes them and like it had the the pages that would like open up so the battles would be even fucking crazier. There it is. I see it. Which one? Uh, how do I? How do I do? Okay, top left, first one. Oh, this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but that's that's Joe Mad. That's that's drawn by Joe Majora. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it looks like it is at least. Yeah. And that that one, like, you can open. Oh, no, up. I'm sorry. It's by Andy Kubert. My bad. I'm totally. You know, wrong. Some of the pages like fucking open out and like accordion, and the battle just keeps going. Nice. And Danny lobotomizes Sabretooth. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Wolverine. I'm trying. There it is. Wolverine eight. This is one of my favorite covers. I got yeah, this. I got, that one. I got this in the in the uh, in the lot that I bought just recently. Uh, where I told you I got it. I got the whole lot for seventy five, and this one goes for hundred and seventy five on its own. The person just didn't know what the fuck you had. <laughs> Here's mine. I got it in like one of these like super hard plastic fucking cases. I'm sorry. Oh, you got it right there. Nice. Uh, yeah. Mine's in the room. I, I'm not gonna run and grab it right this second, but. Yeah, nice. no, it was three feet away, but yeah, I got that one. So Wolverine Ten is another one that's a good cover with him and uh. Oh yeah, with him and the fucking yeah, that one I haven't seen in a minute. I should have bought it when I coulda. I got so this is what I have. I have one through twenty is what I picked up recently. So it that's includes sick. ten and eight and you know, uh. So this is the mini series. I got this yeah, as well. I got recently. that one. I got that um, one. I got the number one. This, that this one's is the one I have in the graphic novel, but the one right. that you just blew up big, the little thumbnail, that one I have individually. This orange one? Yeah, I got one. I think I got one, two, and three. Nice. One, two. And then here's the number one for the ongoing series, which I also right. have. Yeah, I got that one. He, Wolverine four from the miniseries is one of the uh is it four or three? So this is four, I guess. I guess it's three. Wolverine yeah. three from the miniseries. Is that one of the hardest covers to get in good condition because of the oh, black? Wait a second. And, and I have that really nice fucking because just the whole black cover, it it spines real bad, or the spine can get like dinged real bad. Oh yeah, I don't have that one. I got a different three. Sorry, I just keep getting up and walking away. It's all good. But yeah, I have the other three. Ever this is how good the Batman movie was that we're like, let's just talk about Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't wait for that shit to get done. Right I, I rewatched Logan the other day when you said that it was uh, the, the anniversary of it coming out. Right. Did you watch it that day? I did. I yeah. love that movie so much. I keep that so movie fun. like protected because I don't want to overwatch it. You know what I mean? I haven't overwatched it. I, I watched it so many times when it first came out because I loved it. And I, I haven't watched it in five years, I feel like now. Yeah, like, maybe. And, so, and so I watched it the other day and like I was so fucking like – I was like, I forgot how much I love this. Like, like I mean, it's brutal. It's so brutal. <laughs> it's so good. But that's another franchise where the only thing they could think to do was depower him. Yeah. Because the one where he goes to Japan, they depower him. And then in this one, they depower him. Right. Like, I just want, like, and don't get me wrong. I love Logan. Fantastic movie. I want one movie where he's an undestructible killing machine and they don't fuck with it. 
And then here, you ever you ever read these comics? Where yeah, I have a I have a decent amount of the all new Wolverines with Laura. I like those. I have the entire run, all fifty one issues of Wolverine Origins. Wolverine, oh nice! I have the entire run of all new Wolverine. I have the entire nice. entire run of uh, uh no, I don't this have is, Wolverine. Go on. This is where I started to fall out though. Like I I kept up with her for a minute and I started and like I tried to get back into it recently because I want to get into the Krakoa stories and yeah. You know, Spider-Man mm -hmm. lost me too. Spider-Man lost me with the brand new day reset. I mean, that was like 10 years ago, but yeah. <laughs> lost me 10 years ago. Dan, yeah, Dan Slott. Dan Slott wrote more Spider-Man issues than Stan Lee. He wrote more Spider-Man issues than anyone ever. He wrote it from like 2010 to like two years ago. Wow. And he did the whole brand new day thing. He did uh, Doc Ock taking over Superior yeah, Spider-Man. I like those. I read those. Those were fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot. I, I'm 50 issues behind. I, I so Spider Man and X Men are the two comics that I've I've gone in and out of comics for 18. Uh, well, how old am I now? 28 years. I've been in comics since I was 10. So for 28 years, I've been reading comics, and I've read Spider Man every single issue for 28 years. I haven't wow. missed a single issue, and it's not that I read them monthly. I'll have to catch up sometimes. Right, right. now, 50 issues. I'm 50 issues behind. My pile is fucking huge, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm very behind right now, but I'll catch up. <laughs> I want to get back in so bad, but also uh, disposable income for comic books is kind of not a thing right now. It's not a thing. Bro, I shouldn't have it. Uh, so I have a stack right now that's really intimidating that I have to catch up on. It's about three, four, five months of comics. And then I have three months of comics sitting at Amazing Comics still that I have to pick up. So I'm like, Eight months I'm eight months behind right now. You got, like, you got a year worth of books to read. That's amazing. Oh, almost. It's amazing. But that means I have $300 sitting there and I have $500 sitting here that I haven't read. And that's $800 that like I shouldn't even be talking about on a podcast because someone's going to be like, Frank, that money should be going somewhere else. <laughs> and, and, fucking, and it's like it, it stresses me sometimes. because, like, And so it's funny, like comics are there for me when I need them, when I'm like, in, in my direst straits, when I'm alone and depressed and like, and I need comics, I'm reading them like, like, like all day. But then it's like my life gets good and I'm happy and I don't have time to read comics, but I don't want to stop buying them because they're so important to me. Yeah, like, no, you know like, what? I got spring break next week. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to get some comic books. I'll do a couple extra hours of DoorDash and I'm going to get some comic books. Or whatever I need to do to get them, because I feel yeah. like, like I feel like, hey, here, there's two things. The one, the thing I just said, they're there for me when I need them. So I don't, so I, so I don't want to give up on them. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> weird, but like, <laughs> I'm so I, I, I want to keep the printed medium alive. And that's the other thing. I want to keep the printed medium alive. I want to, I want to give money to someone that is still printing things. And comics are one of the only things that are being printed, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and there was a, there was another thing that just popped in my head, but it doesn't matter. Both of those are good enough. Yeah, for real. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the stinky one that smelled like must, and I'm gonna go try and dig up a couple throwback classics, and I'm gonna get some new stuff. What's the greatest thing you ever found in a bin? What's the best comic you ever found while you were flipping for like a good price? Like not like you know if it's priced that as it's supposed to be priced, that's not a find. Right. I honestly don't know off the top of my head. I don't know because I I think right now one forty five the one we just talked about I think that's the that's the thing that I've been most well, excited much, about. How much does it cost? How much is it supposed to cost? I don't know. I got it for like three bucks. Yeah, there you go. So it's just a good find. Mine. It, it, it doesn't even matter about the cost. I'd have paid anything that they wanted. It's the really first awesome. time in like a decade I found it in a box. 
You nice. know, like I could have, and you know, the amount of times I found it on eBay or Amazon and had my finger over the buy button. And I was just like, no, I want to find it in the wild. Like, yeah. like bird watching or something. Like I want to <laughs> fucking see it in the wilderness that it's born of. And I want to take it home from there. And that's a simple one. That's easy. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a common comic. It's like, that's not a, it's not that common. <laughs> it's, it's common bro it's a 90s wolverine co- it's it's not like you're looking I've for, been all you're, over you're not looking for x-men uncanny x-men 141 like days of the future past you're not looking for like the death of green goblin you're not looking for like you know what it's i mean like one. it's the one where he gets his adamantium back yeah so it's kind but it's also not a super expensive comic you could have bought it on ebay for five dollars right yeah probably yeah yeah, I don't so, ever buy. I don't ever spend money on comics like that. Like, there's not a single comic book I've ever bought where I spent more than like ten bucks on it. Yeah, I have. I've spent fortunes on comics. Actually, I, so when the Logan movie came out, here's the story. I don't know if I've told it to you in the past. I owned the the first appearance of X twenty three. I bought it from Bob nice. at Amazing Comics for two dollars, brand new, and I sold it a couple of years later for a hundred dollars because it was worth a hundred dollars, and then. Seven years later, I'm at a Comic-Con and I see it selling for $800 and my stomach's fucking sinks. I'm like, oh my God. And now the Logan movie's coming out and I'm like obsessed with this character. And so when I got my Christmas bonus that year, I spent like $600 on a, a, a graded copy of it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. No, I couldn't. I love comic books. I have so many comic book tattoos. I am all in. I could not look myself in the mirror. If I spent six hundred dollars on a comic book, oh well, I can very well look myself in the mirror I'm, because I'm happy, <laughs> I'm happy for you. To I'm me, it's, happy it's, you art. it's art, and it's an investment, and it's a sentimental thing. It's it's worth fifteen hundred now, five years later. I could really? I could I, I have triple my money on it right this second, which is cool. That's awesome, uh, and I won't because I love the character, I love the comic, and I'm gonna uh, have it up on my wall as a piece of art. It's like well, someone who would pay fifteen hundred dollars for that painting behind you. Right. And I hope it's not that I don't, you know what is, I I want to explain that a little bit more. It's not that I I was offended. I was offended by you saying that. I wasn't, it's not a judgment and it's not. So honestly, I've never had money. Okay. I've always been a broke artist or just broke. I'm still broke. Never had money. So $600 for my whole life is like a shitload of money. Like my, my stomach drops at the notion of spending $600 on something. I don't do it unless I have to, or if I like trip, fall and land on like, Oh shit, I got a tax return. I'll buy a guitar or something, you Mm -hmm. know, but like so few and far are those opportunities. I get serious anxiety. Anytime I I spend more than $50 on a, a single item, doesn't matter what that item is oil change to a fucking whatever. That makes anytime, sense. I, anytime I spend more than $50, I get inside my chest and my gut serious anxiety because it's just what it is. You know, when I was the Hollywood years, I was living on a couch. I was living in a staircase. I had fucking $6 in my bank account. I could tell you, oh, actually, I have six dollars and twenty-seven cents right now. Bro, until until I was until I was twenty-eight, I was living in a Volkswagen bus and I had no job really, and I like like was like 
fucking relying on people for fucking like handouts. So yeah. I get it. <laughs> I get it. it I live that it's life. never, it's never gone away, man. Like I'm yeah, exactly. Still, but right, I, I, I live with sixty bucks in my checking account. Like that's, that's I know, what that's, I say. That's a so, bummer. I, and here's the thing: I always tried to like say to myself is like, if I started making money, I wanted to live within the means that I lived in when I didn't have money. So I could start because you know what I'm saying. Like if I ha if I could live with forty thousand and I'm making eighty thousand, only spend forty thousand. No, that and that totally and I never and that and, so, and somehow that just never fucking happened. Like somehow, no matter how much more I make, it all fucking disappears. <laughs> uh, but, I but, relative though, but like I just. Relative. But so here's the thing: I, I have been forced to spend like I, I owed five thousand dollars in taxes last year because of a fuck up on my end and blah 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 blah. I had to fucking suck up and set, like come up with five thousand dollars and pay it and what that did to me is it gave me a whole nother view on fucking the um, like the like what amounts of money are meaningful because i felt like i threw that fucking money away i was like i just gave five thousand dollars to the government for nothing i was sick i was sick and so like after that and i know i'm sorry i know you have tax things going on too and we could cut this part if we know but like fine. i'm not gonna talk about my shit yeah, exactly and i don't know if it was making you feel weird that i was talking no, about no, i'm just listening but, uh but um after that, like anytime I get a little chunk of money and I could like do something fun with it, like in any way, I'm like, fuck it. I'll throw five. Like if <laughs> I, I used to have a similar feeling of like feeling weird spending money, but now I almost want to detach my dependency on money by blowing it. Like I want to feel like money is meaningless. Money doesn't have control over me. Even if I'm close to being broke, I'd rather spend it on something that makes me like smile than be like, Oh fuck bills, this, that, the other thing, or like go broke and be back on a fucking couch or some shit. Like, and I don't, I'd rather not, but I like to live in that mindset. And, and like, and so when I make a big purchase like that, I like that's part of the thing. Like I hate consumerism. I hate like being like being owned by the things you own, but like, I almost look at it as making the purchase as like a way of saying, fuck money, fuck the idea of possessions. Like, you could take the money and I'll take this and it's, it's all meaningless. And, and that's like, that's how I get past the idea of spending $600 on a comic. That's fair. That was I, a weird I, and long I, rant. I don't, I don't know if it made sense, but. No, it made total sense. And I get it. And like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, no, fuck it, whatever. But, it most, work, of, yeah. <laughs> but most of the time I'm like $600 would ruin me. Yeah. Like, I don't have $600 right now in total to my name. $5,000 would take me three years to pay off. Like. Yeah. I, you know, and I, and I keep bitching about this lately because it's so like topical and relevant to my life right now. Mm -hmm. And people are very like, yeah, you know, it's okay and whatever. But like, I really feel like a lot of them don't get that. Like, this has just been forever. And now I'm almost 40. And like a lot of the people that are like, yeah, it's fine. You know, they at minimum have a significant other. And therefore, yeah. a second source of income. So it's not all riding on this, you know, like it, it, it's all riding on me. And it's mm -hmm. only ever been. And like the one thing that I've fought so hard to do is at least get to a place where I don't need to call and ask for money from my parents anymore. Yeah. Like that's, that's the one thing I have that I can hold on to is that even if I am down to 50 bucks, I got it with this 50 bucks and I don't need to call and ask my fucking dad for, for, cause he'll give it to me. Yeah. And like, I am trying to be respectful of that shit and not just like, my dad would never give me a fucking penny. 
<laughs> and, and, so, and so that's kind of part of the reason and, and whatever is whatever like i've never asked i've never taken money from my mom or dad like i've been gone for 15 years like because and my mom's giving me a little bit let me not lie but like my dad i've like given him instances where like i've given him sob stories where i, I knew i wasn't going to ask him for money i just explained how bad things were going almost hoping and expecting he, he as a father would like offer something oh, yeah, he's, right. like, he's like he's like yeah you'll figure it out talk to you later click oh <laughs> so <laughs> well, I'm like i i it's for me it's in case of fire break the glass yeah like my car died out of nowhere uh two two three years ago just like working 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 dead and so i knew that that summer i was going to need to get a car and i had kind of laid out the groundwork like I'm going to do this job over the summer. This job is going to pay me X. I will take that money use it as a down payment. The car died like three days before that gig was going to start. So I found myself in a pinch and I was like, I need fuck. And so I had to call and ask like, so in situations where it's like dead emergency, I do. And then I try and pay him back. But like, right. You know, like I just hate it. And my philosophy has always been that both my parents, three out of four of their parents were dead by the time they were in their mid to late twenties, yeah. you know, like by the, time they were, by the time they were 30, they were down to just my, my father's father and his, his new wife, but like the parents. So like they didn't have an option to call and ask for help. And that like fucking stuck with me. It's very so similar I, to Batman. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> he didn't have really. any option to call on his parents. <laughs> Except for the billions of dollars they left behind. <laughs> no, I feel like that was but, good. But, like, my whole, my whole thing has been, like, they couldn't ask for help because there was no one alive to help them. So, like, yeah. if my parents were to drop dead tomorrow, I need to be able to fucking survive without them. Yeah, no and, shit. And, like, so I've been fighting, like, hell to try and, like, make that a reality. Well, and it kind of works some days better than others. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, yeah. So like, I would love to be in a place where I could drop 600 bucks on a comic book, but like, I can't even imagine that. That would be yeah. fucking amazing. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. <laughs> the, the best one I ever found in a bin for $2. I found it. I found a copy of the first appearance of spider Gwen at, at edge of spider verse. Number two. Okay. I found it. I found it in a half price books in a in a bin of like unbagged and boarded comics. Just in like scrap bins where like reality used to live. It was two dollars in near perfect condition. And like a lot of these comics were fucked up because they weren't bagged and boarded. And there's six there's six prints of this comic in different colors. You could get like a purple banner or a blue banner or a white banner or a green banner. And so I pulled it out. I was like, this has to be a third print. I'm like, there's no way this is a first print. And like, but I look at it, I'm like, I'm like, this is a first print. I was like, it's the blue bottom. And I open and I fucking start hyperventilating. I'm with this girl that I'm dating at this time at the time. And she's like, what's the matter? Oh, this is the first. It's a $300 comic at the time. It's an $800 comic now. And I was, and they're selling it for $2. And I'm like about to fall on the fucking floor, bro. Like I'm like hyperventilating, freaking out. I'm hoping that no one like sees me. They're going to be like, sir, what comic is this? We're going to look it up. Like, <laughs> And I walked up to the register just thinking this isn't real, like the whole fucking time, because that's your dream as a comic book collector. Sure, like you, like we have our like runs that we want to fulfill. Like, I, like I want Wolverine one forty five as well. It's a really nice comic. And there's a bunch of Spider Man issues that I need from six hundred to six twenty five, 
or whatever. But like, I wasn't expecting to find a three hundred dollar comic in a two dollar bin. Like, and like, awesome. and like, right, right around the time Spider Verse was coming out, right around the time Spider Gwen was about to blow up. Like, I mean, it was like a, day, a dream come true. That's yeah, Tommy. Where do you even find value? Like, how do you fucking look that shit up? The price of comics. Yeah. eBay. I just look at like, e I mean, just eBay's the like. Exactly. I use I, much what sets the standard at this point. Realistically, I use an app called Key Collector. Key Collector is uh is like what I use to kind of like follow okay. prices and 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 books, but even they use eBay pricing. So like when when I'm really looking to find out what a comic's worth, I just look it up on eBay, and then you go to the sold section. Don't look at what's available right. because people price things stupid. Sometimes. Yeah, like you, know, you gotta look at what people are actually. Spend. paying for it yeah so go to the sold section you'll find the last five auctions and see what the last five comics went for you nice. know and, and and that's the other thing is like a lot of comics move so quickly right now that like wizard all these magazine price guides like they couldn't keep up like a comic could be worth an extra 15 dollars tomorrow like and just follow it on ebay is what i do word yeah like that's the other thing i uh i don't sell and trade in them you know, yeah, I just, buy, like, I don't know I just buy them, but like, I never have any intention of getting rid of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, like there have been times, even my mom was like, cause at, at a point I was in California and my collection was in New York. Cause like, mm -hmm. I was like, I got to make some tough decisions here. I can't take all this shit with me right. when I get proper footing and, and um, established, I'll come back for these things. So there were times where I was in New York and I was and in LA and I was like struggling. My mom was like, what if we sold the comic books? I was like, <laughs> you're like, I'll sell my fucking kidneys first. <laughs> I, was like, I will literally sell every pint of blood in my body and you can bury me with my books. Bro, like, my books, my books were in Pennsylvania for five or six years while I was in Texas. And then what I did was I slowly but surely brought them back. I would go to Pennsylvania. Here's what I would do. I would bring luggage with me. I would bring an empty luggage with me and I'd keep my clothes in my backpack. I'd take a flight to Pennsylvania from Texas. I'd fill the luggage with comics and I would just be living out of my backpack. And I did that two or three times. I fucking flew my comics all the way back to Texas. It's amazing. And, and, and each time they like, bomb swipe wipe like they opened it up and put like bomb swipes in it they were all like nervous and shit but then i had to move back to new york with all of them <laughs> i was so fucking pissed <laughs> i was like I'm under just the these here i was under the impression that i was like gonna live in texas for the rest of my life and so i spent all this time and effort getting all my comics there very slowly but surely and then like I had to lug all these boxes. I had all my friends bring all these boxes down into the truck with me and I brought them all back. And yeah, <laughs> I wish I just kept them here the whole time. Well, I mean, they saw the world a little bit. They did. They've traveled with me now. They've, they've got some mileage on them. Truly. There you go. Well, fucking, this has been a terrific episode talking about Batman, Spider-Man, X-Men, comic books, and all sorts yeah. of stuff. We could start wrapping it up. How do, we, yeah. how do we close out our episodes? Frankly, frankly, my dear... <laughs> Frankly, my man, I'm not even Frankly, sure. My man. <laughs> Frankly, my man, I'm not really sure how to close it out. I feel like, I don't know. I feel yeah. like I, I want to like pull like a weird Rick and Morty, like, and that's the way, but I don't know. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, that's <laughs> the way the cookie crumbles. Right. Uh, so if, if any of you like Batman or comic books, you can reach us in our social medias or something. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> Well, yeah. you know what we get coming out in just like two more short weeks too, dude? We get Moon Knight. 
I'm very excited about that. That's true. Yo, can we do a thing where we watch the first episode on this together? You want to do we that? Could. We could. We could literally stream it and watch it like yeah. as we're at, like we could be watching it on we the screen. Right now. Yeah, that'd be real. Fun. Yeah, yeah, that'd be it's super fun. cool. I'm super jazzed up for this Moon Knight shit. I am too. I'm, I read some of the 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 2000s Moon Knight that uh that uh I forget who wrote it. That's when um, it got good though. When he's when yeah. they started giving him all the DID shit and making him kind of psychotic. Yeah, he, he would he was just guy. You know, he would pop up in spider books and like I'd see him and I'd be like, oh Moon Knight, this is white Batman. Okay. Uh, white, white, white. And and they're both white skinned, but white. Yeah, but like he's a Batman in white. <laughs> yeah. Dressed in white, he's Batman. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, he's a psycho. He's also schizophrenic and he's also crazy. This is amazing. Egyptian moon gods and such. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the art stepped up like a thousand percent too. David Finch was doing the cover. Oh, he's doing the book too. Yeah, it was real good. I bought a bunch of copies of that. So I do. So recent. So last year I bought. Uh, so I buy most of my comics are for my personal collection. I don't. I don't ever plan on reselling them. But last year I got into the idea of investing in comics, like I invest in stocks or cryptocurrencies. And so I bought three copies of Moon Knight number one, three copies of She Hulk number one, nice. uh, three copies of the of both versions of Moon Knight number one, the '80s version and the 2000s version. I bought six copies of She-Hulk number 34, which is where she is. Uh, she looks like she's pregnant, but she's just holding a, a beach ball and wearing a. And I was like, if she ever gets pregnant on this TV show, this comic's gonna be worth a fucking fortune. Oh and so my I'm, god, so and fucking so, much! And it's already worth seventy five dollars. It was already a seventy five dollar comic. It's like an, it's already an expensive comic. So I bought uh, every copy I could find on on eBay at the time. Uh, and, and I'm just going to resell them in a few years because like, like, bro, you look at what happened to even just like the Moon Knight comics since I bought them last year. I bought them for $50 each. They're worth $150 each. And the show hasn't even come out yet. I got to get them back then. I lent them to one of my students because she was like, she's all in on Marvel and she loves the MCU shit and whatever. But she's a kid. She doesn't know everything. So she's like, who's Moon Knight? Yeah. I was like, you asked the right guy. <laughs> The next day, I just dropped like a stack of like the first seventeen. I was like, "Read these, then give them back." Yeah, you need to. Like, get okay. Them back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See you right. tomorrow. Be like, Jay, I need those books back by the end of break. Read them over break. Bring them back. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, we can definitely watch the show and do an episode about it. Oh, for um, sure. Let's, let's let's start wrapping this up though. Everyone, have a good night. Yeah. Good night, Frank. Frank. Yo, frankly speaking, <laughs> I've enjoyed this. Right.